Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. This is the JP Show. JP, it is so good to hear you back on the air. Stand by. Now, here's JP. There's a shot back into right center field. Pretty well tagged. And that baby's going to be off the wall. One runner's in. Here comes another man. The throw to the plate. That's a double clearing the bases. An 0-1 pitch, and Josh Lowe delivers. As they were well on their way to a shutout, but uh, could not... Could not complete the shutout. That's just a shame because that was an absolute blowout in the Bronx last night. Welcome to the J.P. Peterson Show on this beautiful Friday afternoon or Friday morning, uh, soon to be afternoon. I got I got a busy weekend with uh, working the uh, Padel World Tour that's coming to Tampa Bay, the opening of the new Pro Padel League. So I'll be working that. We'll have some guests on this morning, Keith Stein and uh, Marcus Del Pilar, who is the commissioner, will be doing that. We're going to get into the Bucks schedule. We're going to get into the Rays. We got lots of... Uh, Playoff news to get to as well, all coming your way today on the J.P. Peterson Show. So much fun. So much going on. So much, so many things out there in the ethos that we got to get to. And good morning to you, Nick Geddes. How are you? Good morning. Is this a football Friday? Can we call it that now? Since we have a schedule, we, we know where we're going to be in place on Sundays, one Monday, a Thursday, mostly at 1 o'clock, by the way, 12 times. We know where we're going to be. Yeah. So I think we can call this a football Friday. So is it 12 1 o'clock games? 12 1 o'clock games for your Buccaneers. <laughs> well, that makes scheduling easy, right? Uh, and two of them early on in the year. I, I, the first thing I look at is for uh, 1 o'clock uh, starts earlier in the year um, at home. And you got the Bears on September 17th, the home opener. It's going to be a roaster. It's going to be an absolute roaster at uh, Raymond James Stadium for 1 o'clock. At least their second home game. Is going to be a night game, uh, seven fifteen Monday night. It's still going to be hot at seven fifteen. Unfortunately, it'll still be still, still be light out too. Um, so we'll get into the schedule here, get into the Rays, um, all kinds of good stuff for you too. You want what do you want to jump into schedule first? You want to do Rays? Where you want to go, Nikki? Uh, I'm we, going to let you you pick it on the Friday here. I think we have to lead him with the Rays. We okay. we have to lead him with our Rays going up against those our damn Rays, those yeah. damn Yankees in the Bronx. And guess what? They got their ass kicked. They got their ass kicked by the Rays thoroughly, and it was so fun to watch. How dominant was Rasmussen last night? Um, I mean, he's had a little bit of up and down year. I mean, we're getting nitpicky here, to be quite honest. But um, he was fantastic last night. What is it, 21 scoreless innings now? 21 scoreless innings against these Yankees. God, he's cheating so good. So good. Um, his, His velocity last night and his control... Was like he was dotting that corner to right-handed uh, hitters with that cutter slider, whatever the hell you want to call it. I mean, he was you know the little fox box we used to call it, right? It's just in in the corner, the strike box, and he's just hitting that little corner every single time, and then blowing ninety-seven up and in or up or right over the plate that they just can't get to. He that was as good as I've seen. That was like no hit stuff last night to do that to a Yankees lineup with Judge in it. Well, that just came off a weekend average, and I think eight runs a game was phenomenal. That's how you. That's how you shut down a team. That's how you 
demoralize a team. Aaron Judge was a non-factor last night, three strikeouts, but uh, the rosy cheek assassin, the Raz. I just he, those rosy cheeks that dude has makes it man. He, he he's like got that boyish look to him, but he is an assassin. The rosy cheek assassin. I like that, and he was. Fantastic last night. Absolutely. And the, and the offense finally got going. How about Josh Lowe? How about the fact that he, you know, this is what, 25 RBIs now for a guy that's not even really playing full time? Yep. Seven, seven home runs? Eight home runs. Eight home runs. And that was a freaking bomb last night. Um, that, hey, that was exactly what you want to answer your critics as, right? That's what you want to come out and do. And how about Aaron Boone? Oh my God! Takes out Herman, who's he's just mowing people down. What after what? Eighty-one pitches? What the hell was that? I I can't explain that because it, I mean we saw Herman or the Rays did rather on the, the this coming Saturday, this past Saturday. Right? Yeah, and the if, game you went to. Yeah, and if outside of the first inning, the Ray, he had the Rays fooled the entire game, and I doubt yeah. he had him fooled for this one, but. Apparently, there's not a lot of trust there for Domingo Herman for whatever reason, who's been one of their their better pitchers this season. Yeah, I was reminded by um, one of the fans who we were talking about analytics that you know the Yankees have one of the biggest analytics uh, staffs in baseball, but it just seems like they just don't use it in the right way. No. They haven't figured out how no. to use it because, and I don't know what analytic told him that he needed to take Herman out in that situation, but. I all I saw was bad swings from the Rays. Um, he was that the sinker act sinking action on that fastball. I mean, obviously he doesn't throw hard, but dang, he moves it, he controls it, and he was controlling the Rays until the great Aaron Boone. And this, and this is a mystery, you know. To me, you look at the Yankees, and I know they had a great season last year, you know, regular season, but it just, you know, I I, I just have to believe if the boss was still in charge that Aaron Boone would have been fired a hell of a long time ago, and so would, would Cashman. Maybe they would have been rehired by now, but they would have been fired. I, I just, I, for the life of me, it's just kind of bizarre that the Yankees just, as a club, just don't seem to have that sense of urgency. I mean, how long did it take them to sign Aaron Judge, for God's sakes? I mean, it's just, whatever the hell's going on there, and, and we really don't care except the fact that they're they just, you know, as long as they play in second place and, and our, they're in our rearview mirror, that's fine. But I don't know. I just don't get the sense from the Yankees that I think they almost are, are, are I don't want to say intimidated by the Rays, but they're just irritated by the Rays to the point where it's, it's affecting the way they play. They just, they look at the Rays with such disdain, just like their radio crew does. You know, they're cheating. They just don't understand how they're doing it, but they're doing it and they're embarrassing them. Yeah. And that was an embarrassing performance last night by the Yankees. Here's what I care about. Okay, I could care less about Boone or Cashman still having their job. I'll tell you what I care about is that these two teams have played 52 times since 2020. And for the 30th time in that time frame, for the 30th time. And that would include a... Yankees lose. (laughs) I didn't know that was... Coming, that was good, um, and that includes a, a, a rather important postseason series. Doesn't yes, it, it does. Thirty and twenty-two yeah. against these Yanks in the last four years. That is tremendous. That is tremendous with the, with a third of the payroll. Um, yeah. Qu- a quick note: Yesterday, I was uh, got to MC the CEO Council 
uh, roundtable with the three Avengers, as we called them, the the superstars that make up Champa Bay in terms of our general managers, Jason Light, Eric Neander, and Julian Brisebois. Uh, really, really fun event. Uh, we had some fun with it. I gave them all superhero names, um, as we talked about on the show yesterday. In case you're wondering, uh, Jason Light was the Hulk. Uh, Neander was Iron Man. He loved that one, by the way. The creativity and all the inventions and all that. He loved that. And Julian Breezeball, we said Thor. We loved him as Thor. And they loved it. We, we had a good time with it. But, you know, it was something we were talking about with Eric, Eric Neander, uh, how he approaches the, the daunting task each and every year of competing with the Yankees, the Red Sox, and the Blue Jays when it's such a not-level playing field. And he, he, and he made such a great analogy that was so – um, useful for the CEOs that were there. It's like it said when you're going up against a bigger company, a bigger corporation, you have to compete with these corporations. Well, if you're doing the same things they're doing, you're not going to win. There's just no way. If you're doing, if you're using the same strategies and the same traditional strategies, you know, for years of baseball and scouting and doing it, you know, the traditional way everybody's done it, and you have a third or a fourth of the resources, well, guess what? You're not going to win. You're not going to win that battle. So you have to come up with with alternative ways. Scrap everything. Start from the beginning. Think you know. Don't think of how anything was done traditionally in, within your business, and reinvent everything. Reinvent everything from you know from how you lace up your your cleats to to how you 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 pick scouting reports and what pitches you're going to throw. I mean, everything has to be reimagined and reinvented, and say, can we do this in a better way? with the technology and the analytics that we have. And that's really the basic principle that the Rays way has been built on. And, and when you think about it, you bet and it, that's exactly what they've done. And when you scrap everything, especially in a, a game that's as traditional as baseball, and it's not, you know, you don't want to throw out, you know, throw out the baby with the bathwater. You want to throw out all the things that have worked, obviously, but you, you, you do start thinking and reinventing the way you do business. So um, I thought that was a very insightful thing that Eric said. And, and, you know, his job is obviously very different from Julian's job and Jason Light's job because they have salary caps and salary floors. Everybody spends about the same. So Eric's was a little bit different, but very, very interesting discussion. And we're going to bring that to you next week. Uh, once we get the audio and video file, we'll bring that to you next week. But in the end, what a tremendous, tremendous uh, win last night to start off a four game set with the Yankees. We'll do some more uh, Ray's talk in a little bit. I want to get to, the Bucks schedule as well. And, you know, first things first, right? You get two primetime games, non-Brady. I, I don't know how the fan base really feels about that. I really don't care. You know, even I, I talking to Jason Light yesterday, you know, it's kind of funny. I said, um, you know, how, how about Peter King? That that was kind of a shot. And and I said, and he goes, yeah, man, how about that? 31st? Is now my kids, you know, go to go to school and they're like, oh, are we going to be this bad? And I said, Jason, are you kidding me? You should send him a thank you card. You you want Peter King to say you're the 31st team, right? Keep expectations low and over deliver, right? That's 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 what GMs need to do. And let him. I see. He's like, you know, you're you're right. <laughs> like absolutely, it's the best thing you could possibly have. Have the, all the analysts say you're going to win three games, and then you go win a division, and then you know suddenly you're you're brilliant again. And and he's like, yeah, that's, that's actually not a bad way to think about it. So if you're a Buck fan and you're like, man, we only got two primetime games, we're going to be kind of an afterthought. Hey, go win games. Go win games and you get in the national conversation. Like that, That's how you do it, right? 
I, I personally don't care. I, I know a lot of people have problems <laughs> with the 1 o'clock start times, and I guess you know when you're playing at home in the heat, I get it. I understand. Yeah. But yeah, I, I typically think the 1 o'clock window is the best time for football. It just seems like that's where the magic hour is. The Bucks have played. We've had our time in the sun for three right. years, having five or six primetime games over the last three years, and that's great. The Bucks have, you know, did they play well in those primetime games for the most part? I'd probably argue no. Probably argue weird. no. They still got two. And listen, these two primetime games, could you ask for any better opponents? You get Monday night, week three against the Eagles, the defending NFC champions. If I were a betting man, this, this is some things are just so perfect and so obvious. Right. This is where Rondé Barber should have his, his ceremony on the field and get it in, no in whatever for the Hall of Fame. It's perfect. Uh, and then you get a Thursday night game, which I hate Thursday night football. I think we all would acknowledge that. But you get it against yeah. the Bills, so a primetime opponent. And you get it in October, so you're going to miss, I think, I think you're going to miss out on the brutal uh, cold-weather game in Buffalo there. And you only got yeah, one really – you only play – how about this? On the road, they only play four games outside this season on the road. And only one of them should typically be a cold game, and that's going to be Green Bay week se- or, uh, December 17th. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think – I think just from a juxtaposition, the worst part about this schedule is obviously the early buy in week five. Not great. Um, it might be able to – a chance if, if Baker or whoever wins the job is not getting the job done – then it might be an opportunity to make a switch there early in the season. So I guess that that could be a, a positive. You just never know. Um, you know, at the Vikings in the season opener, always a tough place to play up there. It's so freaking loud. Um, you know, but it's yeah, it's not undoable, right? That's that that's a game you can go up there and win. Uh, you get the Bears in the home opener. Um, you know, they're not a good football team. Are they better than they were? Sure. Will Justin Fields be better? Yeah, I think he will. But you you got a lot of inexperienced quarterbacks on this on this uh, this schedule. Then you got the Eagles on the Monday Nighter. We talked about that. Then you're at the Saints October first. Always a, a huge game there. Uh, Derek Carr, uh, what have you? Then you get the then you get the bye right, and then you have the Lions uh, come to town, which I think will be a, you know they'll, they'll they'll be they'll be better. It's no question about it. And they were pretty good last year. Um, then you get the Falcons at home. So two straight home games, one o'clock in October. You would hope the weather would be a little better, but it's still hot as hell in October, as we know. Then you get the short week at the Bills for the Thursday night game. Then you get, you know, your mini buy, and you got to go play the Texans. I would, I would rather have a tougher team to play at in my mini buy, but then you go and play at Houston, and you got the Titans at home. That's at one o'clock on November twelfth. Um, then you go out to the West Coast, two straight road games at the 49ers. and there's, you know. There's this, I think their stat that teams last year were, were 0 and 16 after they play the 49ers. So then we got to go play Anthony Richardson and the Colts uh, on the road again. Uh, so a game that you would have hoped to have won is in a tough position now. It's back to back road games and you're playing them after the 49ers. So eh, there. Uh, then you get the Panthers at home. Uh, then two straight road games in December at the Falcons indoors and at the Packers, as you mentioned, possibly their only cold weather game. And then we got the Jaguars uh, uh, at home on Christmas Eve and then New Year's Eve, the Saints. So if you're a football fan and you, have, you don't like being with your family, this is a beautiful schedule for you. You get to go to a Bucks game. <laughs> Sorry, family, we're leaving. I'm getting the hell out and going to them. So that's a good thing if you hate your family. Uh, and then at Panthers, Week 18 TBD. I don't know if I've ever seen that on an NFL schedule to be determined. Um, so we'll get into this a little bit more. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk. 
Yell. Yes, this is uh, the sport that's taking over the world, another racket sport uh, that's very, very exciting. And coming here to the Tampa Bay area, we have the commissioner, Marcos Di Pilar, who will join us next, and we'll chat with him about this humongous event. Stay with us. Quick break. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability. Not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls. But as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Coming back at you. Now, more with JP on Fan Stream Sports. It's only just begun. 
All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show brought to you by the Jeeves Law Group and Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great sports out there, and we get uh, very uh, provincial about our NFL and NBA and what have you. But uh, when it comes to international sports, there is a, a sport that is absolutely exploding worldwide, and it's called Padel. Some people call it Paddle. Uh, but we call it Padel, and the Pro Padel League is going to descend upon Tampa Bay for the next five weekends. The greatest players in the game will be up at Zephyr Hills at the Sarah Vandenberg Complex, beautiful complex up there. The commissioner of this new league, Marcos De Pilar, joins us now. Marcos, how are you? Welcome to Tampa Bay. Thank you very much, JP. I'm, I'm, I'm super excited. You know, on behalf of the entire Pro Padel League staff and everything, we got to let you know that we are proud. You know, I'm very, very excited. Uh, the season is going to get, you know, started tomorrow. And uh, we can wait, you know, to get all the competition and all the eyes of, of the world looking at Tampa Bay for, for five weekends back to back. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I think there are 25 million players worldwide, over 30,000 courts worldwide. Eight million players are, are projected to be playing in the United States by 2030. So uh, tell us um, why you started this league and why you're, you have so many hopes uh, that it's going to take off here in the States. Well, listen, believe it or not, Padel is the fastest growing sport in the world. Yeah. Uh, it's the second most important sport in, in Europe, you know, after soccer. So that means that uh, the, uh, the population playing all over the world in more than 200 countries is absolutely massive. In my personal experience, you know, I've been involved in 13 countries so far, developing the sport and growing it worldwide. So let's say that I I know what is going to happen in the U.S. because I, I already lived the experience, you know, in, in 12 countries before. So the, the sport is now booming in the U.S. As you said, we are expecting to get somewhere in between 10 to 15 million players by the end of the decade. So we are trying to open an opportunity, you know, for for players, fans, you know, broadcasters, brands, and everybody. So the mission of the Propade League was always to create a new ecosystem to boost the growth of Padel and by, by increasing, you know, opportunities for everybody. And I think that we are leaving that legacy and, and bringing it to Tampa Bay is an, a massive opportunity because once again, all the eyes from the Padel world, you know, will be looking at, at Tampa Bay for, for five weekends. And you got a lot of big names involved in this sport already. One, Martin Del Potro, uh, a major champion in tennis, uh, is one of the strategic advisors for the Miami team. Uh, Tommy Haas, another major champion in tennis uh, with the San Diego Stingrays. Jared Palmer, also with the Stingrays. Uh, you got Sebastian Giovenko, the MLS MVP, is one of the owners of Toronto. And um, there's there's a lot of big names involved. How uh, how'd you get all these big time folks involved in your league, and what does it mean for the league? Well, the, you know, it's a big milestone for us. You know, getting the support of people that are Padel believers, you know, is important. You know, even more if they are celebrities, we just uh, get announced, you know, another one. Uh, his name is, is Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee will be an owner in the Pro Padel League in 2024. It was just released, you know, a few minutes ago. And um, in fact, he'll be coming, you know, to Tampa Bay as well. So we are lucky enough to get the support of all these celebrities. And also, I want to give the credit, you know, to the owners, because the owners of the teams are the true believers, you know, the people that backed us up, you know, from the very beginning. Because believe it or not, I mean, nobody put together this concept before. So we are the first one in history and putting this kind of competition by teams under a franchise umbrella, which is very familiar for you guys, you know, uh, here in the U.S., but it's not 
as common, you know, in the rest of the world. So we went through so many, so many stoppers at the very beginning, but now, you know, we are getting the support and the uh, recognition of all these celebrities and the investors, you know, that are willing to participate in here. So I think that the league is in really good shape and hopefully we can make a huge impact. And uh, the way that I usually say that is like, we want to make a better world through Padel and the PPL is meant to be the catalyst, you know, to grow the sport in North America, but also to create a better life for thousands or millions of people. I love it. I love that mission statement right there. Marcos Di Pilar joining us here, the commissioner commissioner of the Pro Padel League uh, coming to Tampa Bay. So you got some big names. Uh, we've got the best players in the world. Tell us about the sport itself. Uh, so th- for those who haven't seen it, describe what Padel is like. Well, padel is a mixture between tennis, racquetball, and squash. We usually say that it's the Swiss army knife of racket sports because you have all the beautiful pieces of, of tennis, racquetball, squash, everything together. So it's kind of the court is, is a third of the size of a tennis court. Uh, you play on tour, and uh, 99% of the time you play doubles, right? So it's very social, very easy to learn. You know, it, hard to master, but very easy to learn. Very social, you know, and, and fun and addictive. Because as soon as you, you get to play once, man, you kind of stop, I can tell you. Hopefully, I'll be lucky enough to get you guys on the court one day here in Tampa Bay. Yes. Uh, this is an official invitation, by the way. So get it that way. And uh, I can tell you that as soon as you get started, man, you can't stop, you know, because it's so easy. It's, it's, it's very, you know, compelling as well. And, and you know, something that everybody can do somehow. So, um, yeah, it, it was invented in Mexico by the end of the 60s. Uh, it went to Europe, you know, it's massive, as I told you before, you know, it's massive in Europe. It's the second most important sport. Uh, and, and then we are trying to make it, uh, you know, boost, you know, explode in the U.S. And I, I think the situation in the U.S. that now we are in what I usually call the tipping point where there's no way back, you know, the explosion is already here. And uh, be ready, you know, because the Padel wave is coming, guys. Yeah. No question about it. And I think a lot of people uh, who have seen the game and, and I've been watching a lot of the uh, the different tournaments and it is incredibly fast. It's way faster than tennis. It's it moves quickly. Uh, the players are incredibly athletic and, and acrobatic in the way that they play the game. And if you haven't seen it, you know, when you talk about squash uh, and, and, and racquetball as well, you play the ball off the back of the wall, the side of the walls and Points can go on for a long, long time. It's pretty incredible. And I know anybody who watches it, when you, when you expose it to people for the first time, what is generally the reaction you get? Well, let, let's say that it, it, it is as fast as your level is. So it's very dynamic and fast for good level players, you know, but it could be also slow and easy for beginners. That's where the beauty of the sport is because it, it's pretty doable for everybody and you can get a study, believe it or not. I did that on television, you know, live with different journalists several times. Yeah. So you can get it started in five minutes, putting the ball in play and having fun. Yeah. So obviously, you know, the best players in the world, some of the players that we are bringing here in Tampa Bay, obviously, this is a different story. They are, you know, the best players in the world. You see them playing and it's, it's kind of impressive, right? But um, the beauty of that is, is that it's also very equalizer. You know, you can play with different levels on the same court and all of them having fun. Yeah. And it's, you know, like kind of hanging out with friends because you are enclosed, you know, in a very beautiful court surrounded by glasses, right? But uh, you are kind of hanging out because the four of you guys are pretty close. You can talk, you know, you can make some jokes, you know, while playing. So, <laughs> so I would say that it's kind of a, an incredible fitness 
yeah. opportunity while having fun with friends, you know, and something that is very rewarding. Because if, if in five minutes you are able to put the ball in play and have fun, you know, that's why it's so addictive because everybody wants to keep playing and playing and playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Marcus, tell tell everybody what it's going to look like out there at the Sarah Vandenberg complex. If you haven't been out there, it's a beautiful complex out in Zephyr Hills, about 25, 30 minutes from downtown Tampa, uh, from from the north parts, even even quicker. Uh, if you want to get out there, what's it going to be like? How do people get tickets? Uh, just give us the whole rundown. So the, the setup that we put together, you know, in, in Sarah Vandenberg Tennis Center, SBB, here in Sefer Hills is uh, absolutely uh, amazing. You know, it's first class, you know, very high octane sport for, and the setup that we put together is, is pretty beautiful. I would encourage everybody in the area to come visit us. You can get free tickets, by the way, on the website, propadelleague.com. And we are, you know, telling people to get the ticket just in case we are getting, you know, um, you know, too many audience. But uh, yeah. I would recommend that everybody can come here, you know, and they will experience. We built a very, very high-end uh, stadium court in here, um, in addition to some other, you know, villages, VIP areas, you know, and everything. The facility is unbelievable. And from here, I want to give the credit to Pascal Collard, Andy Sorrentino, which are the owners, and especially as well to Gabriela Collard, that has been, you know, working really, really hard for making this happen. I also want to give the credit to Florida Sport Coast, you know, and Tampa Bay Council, you know, uh, for giving us the opportunity to work with them. Consuelo Sanchez and all the team, you know, is, is really important to us. It means a lot to me on the personal side, too. Yeah. Because having the support of an entire city and Pasco County in here, you know, it's like they, they were truly believers as well. And uh, I, can't, I, I, I can't stop giving them the credit, you know, for making this happen. We are really, really appreciative. Well, we, we like to call it Champa Bay here, uh, Marcos, because we have nothing but champions here that play here. And I think this is a big part of it. It's a, we thank you for selecting Tampa Bay. And I think anybody that's involved in racket sports, or any just a sports fan, come on out. Like we said, the tickets are free. Propadelleague.com. Uh, it's That's a great correct. setup um, if for this weekend. If, if you're, you got a couple hours, you want to check out something new and incredibly exciting, the best players in the world, come check it out. It's going to be fun. I'll be out there all weekend. Marcos will be out there. Come say hello. We're going to have a lot of fun. Looking forward to seeing you guys this afternoon, Marcos. Thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you very guys. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate right. you. Yeah. Bye. Um, Marcos de Pilar there. This is, uh, I'm excited about this. This is going to be fun. I mean, we, this, and this is, you know, when I, I tell you, I can't get into spring league, spring football leagues, you know, because it's, this is just time. It's just time for different sports. I want to watch the tennis majors. I want to watch the golf majors. I want to get, you know, get into the hockey playoffs, the NBA playoffs. I'm just, I'm just not, this is not my time to watch football. We could talk about the NFL. We could talk about the schedule, but I want to go experience some of these new sports and, I actually played pickleball for the first time yesterday. Oh. And this, yeah. And now, now, Padel is, is way different than pickleball. I mean, it is a smaller court. Um, pickleball is even smaller than Padel, but it's, it is kind of a racket back and forth sport. I mean, obviously, when you're playing it off the back walls and the side walls, um, you know, Padel is, is very, very different. Um, pickleball is, I think, made for more, um, see, less athletic people and more social game. Um, so it's, but it's fun, man. I, I, I so enjoyed playing it yesterday. We had a pro come out and teach us some fundamentals. Um, and I, I, I'm hooked. I'm hooked already. I want to play Padel too. Padel. I used to play a little racquetball in my day, back in the day. And, um, I actually used to play a lot with uh, Brad Johnson when he was a, a quarterback at FSU. We'd go out and play racquetball and I just love it. I love the game. I love the angles. 
And so to play Padel is just kind of juiced up, way juiced up pickleball. And I think it's gonna. Be, I think it's gonna be incredibly. Um, I think this league is gonna do well, and I think it's gonna boom. Like it's gonna boom in the U.S. It's so funny. Like as you get older, and like I'm not even old by any means. I'm only 24, but I find myself more wanting to play these type of sports. Pickleball. Right. Like I play pickleball every week. Right. I played racquetball when I was in college, and like whereas, how many times do I throw a football? Not really. Yeah. Not really. Baseball, yeah. I hadn't thrown one, and now I play softball every week. But until for years, I hadn't really touched one. Like I'm more interested in playing these type of sports now because they're social. Uh, they're easy to kind of pick up a little bit, and uh, you can find courts anywhere now. You can find yeah. courts anywhere now for this kind of stuff, and it's free to play. And listen, I love playing sports that are free. I love yeah. doing it. So definitely excited to see it. Yeah, and even a lot of the cities are transforming their tennis courts into pickleball courts as fast as they can. Although, uh, <laughs> the city of Tampa, somebody told me this the other day. They were like, yeah, we're going to build a bunch of pickleball courts underneath the Selman um, right there near Bayshore. And everybody got so excited. They're like, yeah, uh, uh, expected completion date 2028. <laughs> For a pickleball court? <laughs> Welcome to government. <laughs> That's how your city works. We'll get around to it until 2028. We'll figure it out. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but they've got they got some great courts over at Julian B. Lane, Hillsborough Community College, but they don't have enough. They can't build them fast enough. Um, and I think Padel, obviously, it's it's going to cost more to, to build those courts, so it'll probably be. But I think that, that that's going to be something else. You want You're going to want pickleball courts and Padel courts, like right next to each other. There, and I think there's a couple of big um, – developments that are on the board in Tampa and Pinellas, like huge indoor places that are going to have bars, restaurant, and then all the pickleball and Padel courts around it. So it's cool. If you're not gotten into it, uh, check it out. And Padel especially, come see it this weekend. And the next five weekends, if you can't make it this weekend, we're going to be planning it. By the way, they have uh, Cancun has a team, L.A., San Francisco, Toronto, Miami, Tampa Bay doesn't have a team yet, but uh, Orlando is getting one. So um, Daddy Yankee, the big music superstar, Latino music music stars, is the new owner. So he'll be out there this afternoon. I have to interview him. So I'm brushing up on uh, all of his uh, wonderful accolades. <laughs> and I've actually heard a few of his songs. You know, I don't, I don't dabble a lot in the Latino music world, but uh, very good stuff. I know he's, so he's like a mega be, star. I know that. I know mega that star, huge star, like Enrique Iglesias level star. I mean, his bio is just ridiculous. So he's going to be part of this. And as I mentioned, Del Potro, Tommy Haas, Sebastian Giveco, who you know from from MLS, is is a big. So we'll he'll be there today. We'll be interviewing him. So I'm going to get interviews with all these folks, and and uh, we'll bring him back for next week. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, uh, you guys are commenting on the Bucks schedule, so we'll get back to that, talk a little bit more about the Bucks schedule. We, we're going to go over some more from uh, Dave Canales. And, by the way, rookie minicamp starts today, so we'll start getting some video of these guys out there in their new Bucks uniforms. Very exciting time for Bucks fans as well. we got more Rays, NBA, all kinds of stuff. So stay with us. Quick break. This is for all you guys who don't want to go to the gym and do 5,000 crunches. At Bay Area Modern Medical Center, you can get on the new True Body Machine where you can reduce fat, 
and tone up your muscle. It's like doing 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Define your body as you see fit. True Body offers personalized muscle stimulation that delivers the equivalent of those 54,000 crunches in just 15 minutes. Just get in touch with them at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, BAMMC.com. Chris Lugo and the team over there will set you up on True Body and get amazing results. Non invasive with comfortable and little to no pain and zero downtime. You can isolate and target those areas that you want to improve and treat multiple areas simultaneously. It's an amazing machine, so check it out at Bay Area Modern Medical Center, B-A-M-M-C dot com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank, but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa, and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up, they're going down, they're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients but it's the customer service that sets them apart they can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice generated robot these are confusing times for homeowners and italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation home auto business life it's italiano for all the pieces of your life Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Let's go. Right now. Back to the show with JP on FanStream Sports. All right, welcome back to the JP Peterson Show here on this Friday as uh, we get ready for the weekend. going to be fun because we got Yankees Rays all weekend long and a great start for the Rays yesterday with a 8-2 Bronx blowout. Um Who's going today? Is it Sugar Shane? No, Sugar. Who's who's pitching today? Let me check real quick because I know we were yesterday. I looked and we were TBD on who yeah, was pitching. Thought, so eh? let me see if we. It's uh yeah. Kevin Kelly is going to be the opener today. Okay. Against and we got Garrett, um, Garrett Cole going back to the mound for the Yankees tonight. Ooh, that's uh, advantage Yankees as far as they think. Uh-huh. Um, we'll see. If, <laughs> we'll, we'll see if Garrett Cole's spin rates are or uh, what they're doing. See if he's cheating again today. Uh, let's get to some of the comments here. We got some. We got some new commenters in there. P. Simpson, welcome to the show. We appreciate you jumping in, uh, and some of our regulars are in as well. Um, uh, there, there's some. There's some good comments here that you, I really hadn't uh, thought about. And uh, number one, as Thomas Casper points out, um, you know, you got flex scheduling weeks 12 through 17. So there's there's a chance that some of those games will be 
um, moved into prime time. I'm looking at some of them. Uh, I don't think I don't think any of the NFC South division ones. Uh, the Packers game, uh, December seventeenth. I don't know how good the Packers are going to be with Jordan Love this year, so maybe that might not be one. I think the Jaguars game. You know that could be a game on on. Um, that's a four oh five anyway. A CBS game. That could be a game that could be flexed out. Um, I think the Jags could be surprisingly good, and if the Bucks are surprisingly good, that might be one that gets flexed out. Uh, the New Year's Eve game, um, Fox. Although those 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 Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve games, those might not be a subject to flex, um, as they probably have some primetime uh, marquee matchups in them in there already that they wouldn't want to flex out. But you just never know how the story's going to go for yeah. this season. So. Um, and that's the beauty of the NFL. I mean, we could sit here and look at their strength of schedule is 22nd. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, you look around the league, um, you know, and, and that's kind of tough because obviously teams change each and every year, right? Teams go from three wins to ten wins. They go from ten wins to three wins. So you never really know. Um, but just in general, having a schedule that's ranked 22nd is not that daunting, to hey, be honest with you. And here's the key thing to this schedule is the back half of it is loaded with the Bucks playing nothing but inexperienced quarterbacks. From, from Week 7 on, and you had kind of touched on it, but I'll go through it again. Week 7, right. Desmond Ritter. Week 9, C.J. Stroud. Week 11, probably Brock Purdy if, he gets, if he's back. Week right. 12, Anthony Richardson. Week 13, Bryce Young. Week 14, back to Ritter. Week 15, Jordan Love. And then you end it with Bryce Young in Week 18. So what is that? Eight games? you got eight of your final... 10 games there, 11 games, where you're going up against very inexperienced quarterbacks and three of them against rookie quarterbacks, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, last year we talked about it going in when the schedule was so daunting to start the season. Can you go 2-2 two and two and then see what happens from there? And now the Bucks they did go 2-2 two and two throughout that schedule. But even more so this year, I think getting off to a great start is very key because the schedule is going to lighten up once you get on the other side of the bye week. And if the Bucks are going to be better than what many people think they are, as we think, uh, this, could, this could be very favorable to them down the stretch. Yeah, and I wouldn't freak out also if the Bucks get off to a slow start. I mean, you've got a new offensive coordinator, Dave Canales, and we'll hear from him in just a little bit. Um, you've got a new, new quarterback, whether it's going to be Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. Um, I think this defense is going to get better as the season goes along because I think they're going to be counting on some of the guys that they brought in in the draft and free agency to be big players. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with Devin White. He, he, he may he may decide to sit out or um, you know not participate in OTAs and may get you know may get traded. So we don't know, and that'll be uh, there'll be some adjustment time for Servassier Dennis or or Banks if if he wins the job, whoever it is. So I, I don't think. You know, you always want to get off to a good start, obviously. But if they start one and three, which is is it's, likely, it's likely, right? I mean, you you can you know you're going at the Vikings, all the, always a tough place to play up there. Uh, you get the Bears at home. You hope you know you want to chalk that up as a win. You want to have that as a dub, your home opener. Then you get the Eagles on Monday night. The Eagles are you know I, I think they're far and away the best team in the NFC, uh, and they got better in the draft, so they're going to be a handful. Um, if you could get that win on Rondé Barber night, um, we think it's going to be Rondé Barber night. Um, then, you know, who knows? You could get some magic happening on that, on that night. And then you're at the Saints. I would say it's more likely than not that they're one and three after that to, heading into the bye week, and that's okay. Then you got the Lions and Falcons. 
um, as you mentioned, and, and all those inexperienced quarterbacks. So, you know, don't freak out if you're one in three. It's still going to, you know, 10 wins wins this division easy. Yeah. Uh, not, nine probably wins the division. Uh, we'll see. So don't freak out if they get off to a slow start. I'm kind of expecting it. I mean, I will say, too, like if you look at the schedule, I think people would probably agree there's probably three games on this schedule where – and I know it's it's crazy to talk about it in May because anything can happen, but you can go in and maybe I wouldn't Sharpie it in, in L. I'll go ahead and pencil it in for now, and that is Week 3 Philadelphia, uh, Week 8 Buffalo, and I'll go Week 11 San Francisco. Those are the three toughest games by far. Right. Every other game I think is a complete toss-up. Yeah. I think everything, no, every I other game I think is pretty much winnable, and if you can steal one of those games against those three big opponents, great. That would be awesome. Uh, the thing that I would look out for is if they get off to a one and three start, which is which is which could happen. Where what I guess a lot of this is going to depend on how much the quarterback had to play a role in those three losses in this hypothetical scenario. What's the leash on either quarterback? I guess is the big question uh, when you look at this season. If they get off to a one and three start, come out of the bye, and you got a tough game against Detroit, then you're one and four. Are we looking at, okay, do we got to pull whoever the starter is, you know, based on how it's going? Mm -hmm. Are we going to let somebody just roll out the entire year? You don't want to have to flip-flop quarterbacks all year long. That usually is a disaster. So I think that's the other kind of underlying thing here to look at, uh, the way the schedule ends. Yeah, and we'll get to that in a second when we play some of this Canalis audio. Uh, I want to get to some of the comments here because I think that's that's a great point that you make, uh, the quarterback. And I think if they do start slow – you know, what is the, it, it, you know, and it, it's, it's on the defense. You don't want to affect the, the quarterback. So we'll see. It depends on how they play. But we know this, turning the ball over will not be tolerated. No. <laughs> <laughs> it will not be tolerated. So, um, and, and, I, and I love that. Uh, some of the comments coming in from P. Simpson. I'm excited for having to stay up. Well, probably means not excited. I'm having to stay up to 1 a.m. and having to work the next day. Yeah, that's the other thing. And how many times do we have these primetime games and you're like, the next day you're like, oh. And for me personally, I, I like to go back and watch the full tape of the game before I come on on Monday. And when you have a Sunday night game or a, a late afternoon game, it's tough. It's tough to do that. One o'clock games, it seems much easier to do. I, um, I tell you this, if you're a beat writer for this team, and I know those are the people that that fans don't really have, don't really worry about because it's their job. Well, but uh, a, one, a one o'clock game for a beat writer is glorious. Yeah, absolutely yeah, glorious for deadline, and if you got shows to do after, so I'm. But even me, like as a fan, like I don't have a problem with the one o'clock games. Maybe it's because I'm accustomed to it. I saw it for 15 years. Yeah, this team just playing at one o'clock and getting a primetime game. I doesn't. Those things don't really bother me as much. I like the four o'clock and four thirty games. To me, that's the sweet spot. I mean, as a fan, you know, do you want to be tailgating at 9 a.m.? You know, I mean, the Bloody Mary is okay. It's, it's nice. But as a fan, you're getting there at noon, 1 o'clock. I mean, that's like that's like day drinking. That's prime day drinking. So I think the 4 o'clock games are like the sweet spot, perfect for fans. And for broadcast, I mean, I don't mind the 4 o'clock games. The 4 o'clock games are fine with me. They're, they're my favorite. They feel like they have a little bit more import, a little bit more national. They're not the prime time games where, you know, you're starting to nod off at the end and, and what have you. So I, I like the four. They're going to get. And they, what do they got? Two of those this year. San Francisco by default because they're away. But even the West fact Coast. that even the fact that on New, on Christmas Eve they get a four o'clock game against the Jaguars. That's perfect, man. You have already opened the presents. You had your big meal. Maybe even caught a nap. Now you turn on the TV, or in this case, it's at home. You go watch the game at four. That's perfect for Christmas. And like I say, if you hate your family, 
you got two, you know, and you don't like those family holidays like you, Nick. Uh, <laughs> I don't hate my family. Come on. I love my let me let me rephrase. I love my immediate family. It's when we start to when we start to broaden to branch out. When we start to expand. Like this happened, I'll tell you this, this happened on Sunday and we were going to Kobe because I think there's like <laughs> 10 seats that you can sit. There's like 10 seats around that big table there, around the right. grill. And uh, my family had like, including me, seven people at that table. And my mom kept asking me, she's like, do you want to invite any, anybody else? Do you want any other family members to come? Because she wanted to get the whole table to ourselves. Right. And I, I was like, to be honest, I would rather have three randos <laughs> sitting at the end of the table not minding my business, not minding anybody's business, then invite oh, three my. people from my outside my immediate family. That's oh, that's man. where I'm. You're making now. enemies. You're making enemies. I love it. That's fine. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. So you know, if you're one of those folks, you got a Christmas Eve and a New Year's Eve game. And New Year's Eve is a one o'clock game, so it's you still got the time. To, you're still going to be able to go to parties and everything else. Uh, going to be a long day for you. A lot of day drinking, but. Uh, to get to midnight might be a struggle yeah. on, on that day with the Saints coming in at 1 o'clock. Uh, James, by the way, uh, said, by week after four weeks, 1 o'clock games galore. I liked being relevant. I almost forgot how bad it was before Brady, uh, where here it is. <laughs> sure, it's convenient now, but I liked being talked about on Get Up every day. Those days are over. I got to be honest. Well, I, don't, I, I, could, I got my fix for three years of seeing the Bucks, the lead story all the time. I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, I can't imagine being a Cowboys fan and having every part of my team nitpicked constantly and my quarterback talked about constantly. And then when they're covering your team, you understand that these national media folks just really aren't really paying attention to your team as much as you think. They're usually very off base. So I have no problem with it whatsoever. And the Bucs have Baker Mayfield. He's a big name. If he's the starter, they'll get their share just because Baker is a big name. In the NFL, they'll yeah. get their share of of a uh, pub. Yeah, if, if Baker's having a good year, yeah, he's going to get some pub. People, yeah, exactly. He's number one overall pick. People know he is. It's not like he's, you know, and, and also people like to see Baker fail as well. Don't forget about that. He's a polarizing figure. So if he does start that, I mean, if he's just terrible, nobody will care. But if he, you know, he starts off, which I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be good. I don't know if he's going to be great, but he doesn't need to be great. I, I think in this offense, they're going to, you know. Ask the quarterback not to be a hero. Just don't turn it over. Spread the ball around. Get it to your playmakers. Play good defense and, and win some games. That's kind of the Pete Carroll way. It's and it, it's kind of the the Todd Bowles way too. This is what defensive coaches like to do. Um, but I still think it's going to be way more interesting than last year's offense. I, I, please, please, Lord. Um, Thomas Casper thinks the throwback game will be Detroit. I can see that. I think the NFC North matchups make the most sense. Yes, I to, agree. To do that, I agree. to do that throwback game. Yeah, um, that does make sense. James says, "By week after four weeks, one o'clock games galore." I like being relevant. I almost forgot how bad it was before Brady. Well, here it is. Yeah, I just I don't. You know, you win games, you're going to be relevant. You know, they can do what they want to the schedule, and they flex you out at the end. But if you if you want, you know, if you win games, you're going to be relevant. And I think this team has a chance to win some games. Yeah. RJ Martin, uh, a different take there. I like the 1 p- p.m. games for sure. Last year, getting blasted every week got old really fast. Rather fly under the radar. See, there you go. And, I, you know, that's what I was talking about with Jason Light yesterday. I mean, you want to be under the radar in this situation. You don't want to be the favorite. You know, I think everybody's going to pick the Saints because of Derek Carr, right? 
in this division. So fine. Um, I don't think the Saints are markedly better than the Buccaneers. I think the Buccaneers roster is is probably overall better than the Saints roster. Obviously, I think they have an advantage with an experienced quarterback, but you know, we'll see. I also That's the it, beauty of it. I know. And for the pro primetime thing, because this is the first year in a while that not every team, there's four teams that get, get a primetime game. And I was surprised Atlanta was one of them that didn't get there. I think Atlanta, much like the Bucks, are being completely undervalued around the league. Uh, and I think you would agree with that as well. We're probably higher on Atlanta this year than yeah. most folks are. So I'm sure, they, yeah. I'm sure they feel slighted in the same way. They don't have a primetime game ever. But at the end of the day, I think you'd rather fly under radar in this league. Here, uh, like James is taking umbrage with us. The more I look at the schedule and listen to you all pump up Cavassier Dennis as a good player, the more I think we'll go for 13. <laughs> First of all, it's Servassier hey, Dennis, said, not Cavassier. He, he added here, sorry for the spelling. He added, sorry for the <laughs> I spelling. I thought it was a shot. No, yeah, no. Yeah, no. Cavassier, Servassier, whatever. It's a hard name to spell. It's a hard name yeah. to spell. Look, you know, you can take your shots all you want. Nobody's saying Servassier Dennis is a great player. He might be a good player. We'll see. I, I mean, all we're saying is, I'd rather play Servas if he could be, if he could be relatively competent at the middle linebacker position. And I think he's got some better traits than Devin White. Uh, I would rather pay him a million dollars to give me eighty percent of what I get from Devin White than pay Devin White twenty million dollars. It just, I'll, I'll take that money and put it in other places. Makes yourself a better team. So and that's all of, we're saying. A lot of draft uh, gurus, James likes to take our, our words out of context. So we have to always, we have, when he tries to rewrite the history here, everyone we have to, be nice. To, everyone to act, be nice. make it accurate for him. But that's all we're saying. They, they drafted his replacement. If you want to go, go. So that's all we got to say about that. I thought we were going to be nice here on a Friday. I'm being nice. No, I was just going to say the draft gurus that I follow, they all say that Servasier Dennis is a sleeper. Yeah, as a big super yeah. candidate. As is the what do they uh, know? What do they know? James the, knows a lot more as than the they entire do. Uh, uh, what's it called? Bucks draft hall from rounds four to seven on. They feel like they got yeah. a, a pretty good steal there. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how all those guys can contribute. We get to see them in Bucks uniforms this weekend, so we'll really be able to make a determination as they run around in their underwear. Uh, look at Thomas's tweet here or, or comment: Brady playing for Vegas in 2023. Well. He's going to be part owner of of the Raiders. Who's their quarterback? Is it that MFer? That MFer, I believe. <laughs> Is it Jimmy Garoppolo? Just can't get away from this guy. You just cannot get away from this guy. Well, how does that work? I mean, they're not the best of friends, right? Or are they? Uh, they are, might. Are we, they might be. I mean, this 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 rivalry with with Jimmy G is is that a real thing? Now he's now Tom Brady's going to be his boss. How's that going to work? How's that going to work? You can teach him a few things. I don't know. Yeah, I, that's an interesting move for Brady. And first of all, if he's going to be part owner, I got news for you: you can't be in the booth. Well, they As said we have, in the report it said that it's not expected to impact his deal with Fox. But I feel like every move Brady has made over this offseason just tells me that this guy is not calling one game for Fox. Not one game is wait this guy minute. calling for Fox. Wait a minute. Wait. 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 You're going to be part owner of a team and supposed to be an objective observer of the rest of the league? What? I mean, I'm just telling you what the report said. I'm just telling what the report said. It doesn't that'd make like, sense what, on the surface. That'd either. be like John Lynch being the GM of the 49ers 
and then being on Fox, still calling games. Uh, what? what? No, he doesn't have to call Raider games. He can stay away from those. I mean, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, which Brady's never going to be in a situation to call that team anyway. Let's be real. Well, yeah, but listen, it doesn't matter anyway. Even if you still have a rooting interest in what other teams are doing that play your teams or in your division. You're owner of a team. You can't be a you can't be a masquerade as an objective announcer when you're a part owner of a team. How does that? I mean, come on. I, I, get you, I mean, you can, but I, I, don't, I, I, listen, I don't have to, I don't have to take you seriously. But I don't. I mean, but again, I don't think it's ever going to matter because I just don't think he's I don't calling. Either. I don't think he's calling one game. But I do think it's funny. Like when I first saw that graphic this morning that Schefter put up, and it had Brady next to Mark Davis. Before I read it, I was like, "No way! Please don't tell me Brady's coming out of retirement." That was my first thought. But now it's well, just it's well. Just, he almost played for the Raiders. We're, we're told right by Gronk and everybody else Dana that White, that was a done Dana, deal. Didn't Dana White kind of say the same thing that the whole yes. the whole pitch was that he would have ownership stake in the Raiders? Yes. And yeah. Now and, here, then, and, now here and then happening. Gronk was going to go. Gronk confirmed it. Gronk confirmed it. So this this is yeah, I believe it. I mean, I think I think this was definitely happening. They were going to go to the Raiders, <laughs> but, but John Gruden nixed it. John Gruden nixed it. Because, you know, I can't have Brady come here and outshine me. Come on. I don't know. Remember what? when Brady said he has no ties to any organization and everything? Remember all that? Like a few yeah. weeks ago? Well, yeah. Now you, got, now you have a, a rooting interest now. Yeah. Didn't, yeah. Didn't believe it then. Don't believe it now. Um, but that, that's, good for, that's good for Vegas, right? It's good for the Raiders. I think it's good for football. I just never saw Brady as being a booth guy. I just never saw it. I, and we predicted a long time ago he was never going to make it to the booth. And, and if he was serious about being an announcer, wouldn't he already be one? You know, you don't turn – if you're serious about doing it and they're offering you $36 million a year to do it and you go, eh, I'm good, I'm not going to start, start right away, uh, I just – I don't see it. I don't see it. And you know what? I got to believe that Greg Olson is better and will always be better than Brady as an announcer. Unless there's I, some underlying, unless there's some hidden personality there with Brady that I haven't seen, even Tampa Tom, even Tampa Tom, unless there's some under personality that I have not seen, I, I just, I will never think that he's going to be a great broadcaster. Well, well, Tampa Tom was fun and we certainly saw a personality side that was much better, but to be a great, um, to be a great analyst, you got to be, critical and you got to be objective and you have to be you have to you know say things that are going to ruffle feathers has tom brady ever said anything that ruffled anybody's feathers no and i feel like whenever he has he's typically walked that back pretty quickly right i I mean watching you know 80 for brady that's the level of of of, uh entertainment you're going to get as an analyst okay it's not going to be funny it's not going to be interesting it's not going to be objective. It's just going to be a bunch of, you know, politically even, don't say too much, don't criticize, just get through the broadcast. I'm Tom Brady. Look at my dimples. Pay me $36 million and, you know, watch me. Jealous? Are you jealous of his, of his perfect dimples at 45? That's what I gathered, pretty from, good. That's what I gathered from that statement right there. He's a handsome man. I don't, I don't. Did you see him? Did you see him at the Grand Prix? He was looking stylish down there. Of course. Yeah. See, I, if you haven't noticed, okay, Brady's, you know, Brady is Miami, right? He's my, he's, you know, the fake Marine. They didn't have the fake Marina this year, did they? At the Grand Prix? <laughs> I don't believe so, no. No, did they, did they finally say, that's probably, that made us look stupid. 
So, but that's that's Miami. It's the fake marina. It's the the Grand Prix. It's I get you know. Let me. You got to be out, be seen. Show up in the stylish clothes. Got to have the right. You know, pay twenty five thousand dollars for this t shirt. Twenty thousand dollars for those shoes. Uh, I mean, you got to do that because if you don't, people will criticize you and on Twitter. Like, oh my God. And then your self-image is going to be shattered because of some people that you don't even know on Twitter said something about you. So that's that's just that's kind of the, like the Miami people, right? That's the kind of eh, it's not my world. It's not my world. Let the record be shown, though, that you are a South Florida baby, though. I am. Let the record was, be shown there. And and let the record be shown. I haven't been back in <laughs> eight, eight, eight years. I think maybe it's been no desire whatsoever. None. None, zero. That's just you can have Miami. You can have Miami. You can, can have, have that. Florida. You can have that airport. After I saw that airport after, on this on this last trip, you can have it. That, Which that, one, Miami? The Miami airport summed up everything that I've always heard about Miami and what I saw when I visited there years ago. It summed Trash. everything up for me. And then yeah, I saw Tampa's Trash. airport, and I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Orlando's got a new airport. I'm going to be flying out of there uh, to Chicago in a few weeks, going up to see the Rays play. See my son. Very excited about that. I know Very you're you're, you're going to be in heaven. You get day baseball outside, right in Chicago in a baseball town. It's going to be great. I'm sure the weather in May, be fantastic. In too. May, the weather's going to be fantastic. Beating that you know that like that that Wrigley dog I had last time. It, it was like a foot long. Mac and cheese, chili, onions, sauerkraut. What else, what else was on that? It was the freaking best thing I ever. Had. And then had a Goose Island in the other hand. And then what's the sun shining in Wrigley Field watching the Cubs and the Cardinals go at it? Come on. Come on. And once you go, once you go to Wrigley Field, which you should go, once you go, you're going to come back to the trap and just go. There's a listening on the radio on the app. I stuck my finger down my, my throat. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, 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 wow. You smell green grass? The fresh cut grass. Oh, Yes. It's a whole different experience. It's a whole different experience. So just be be aware. Um, all right, quick break. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to get to some more Rays baseball. We're going to hear from Dave Canales. Uh, our, oh, our man Fitzy um, is going to join us. Scott Fitzgerald and regale us with one of the great <laughs> one of the great stadium stories of all time that we touched on earlier this week. That was a highlight. Of, uh, of the show. So lots more coming your way here on the JP Peterson show brought to you by the Jeeves law group, personal attention. So give them a call, contact them through the website, JeevesLawGroup.com and Bay area modern medical center. Get on the true body machine. That's like doing 50,000 crunches in 15 minutes. And you don't have to do one setup. It makes you lean and mean B a M M C.com back at three. coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric 
cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big time money. Don't hop on the internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. Well, Fitz the Mortgage Guy did it again. A listener heard his ad was going to another big bank but called Scott Fitzgerald at American Mortgage Services of Tampa and Fitz saved him $618 on his monthly payment. Are you kidding me? Folks, that's big money. Rates are going up. They're going down. They're going all over the place. Scott will shop your loan and save you lender fees and get the best rates. Email him, scott at amstampa.com or call 813-294-7595. That's Fitz the Mortgage Guy. Lots of stuff going on right now, and these rates are going all over the place. You need somebody knowledgeable in the market that will work hard for you and get you the best deal. That's my man, Scott. He's done three loans for me, done thousands of loans for local folks here, works with a lot of the coaches and players in the area. He's the guy. 813-294-7595 or go to scott at amstampa.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. JP here for the Jeeves Law Group. Have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms. And let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call, 727-894-2929, 727-894-2929, or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. 
Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show here on this Friday as we get going in the 11 o'clock hour. Much more to come. We'll hear from Dave Canales, the Bucks' new O.C. Uh, we'll hear from Kevin Cash on last night's big 8-2 win. Uh, we will hear from Dennis Rasmussen. And who is I believe Dennis Rasmussen? Who is that guy? Drew Rasmussen. <laughs> I, there's a, you don't remember Dennis Rasmussen, the big no. lefty? Dennis Rasmussen. That's a real yeah. person? Yeah, he was a big lefty uh, pitch for pitch for the the Reds. Who else did he pitch for? Maybe maybe the uh, I see him in a blue uniform too. Big big sucker from Orlando. Big lefty. Padres, um, Yankees. I see it here. Yeah, yeah, big fella. Yes, pitch for the Yankees. That's right, he did. You guys remember Dennis Rasmussen, right? I was so Drew Drew Uncle Drew, the rosy cheek assassin, as as I like to call him. You ever notice that on his? He's got the red going, and then those big rosy cheeks, like I Santa Claus. I, I typically am not looking at his cheeks, so I'm going to be completely honest with you when he's pitching. Yeah. I just yeah. have not noticed those red, those red rosy cheeks that you speak of. Well, when you play his interview on Twitter, where you see it and we don't, you'll be able to see that. We'll play that here in a little bit. Um, yeah, back to the Rays. The bad news from last night: Wander Franco got a little neck spasm. I, I, he kind of like tweaked his neck in the in the batter's box, and I, I, you know, I think we do that all the time, right? Do, I, I've done that. You sleep on it wrong, get a little something. Yeah, so yeah. I don't think it's serious at all. It's not. He, I think he said it. after the game that he was feeling better. So uh, maybe he gets the day off today, or maybe he's right back in there. But it doesn't seem like it's a big issue. Uh, just on the topic of injuries, before we get back to the last night's game, it looks like we've avoided anything serious with Tyler Glasnow. That he's going to resume his rehab immediately in Durham. So, again, cross your fingers. Cross your fingers that it really is not as serious as they say and that he can get through his 60-pitch rehab outing without any setbacks there. Yeah, I talked to uh, Eric Neander yesterday about that, and uh, he even told our whole whole audience yesterday that he didn't think it was serious, that it was – in fact, he had – he didn't let come out of throw a pitch and come out of the game. Is when he after the first inning, when he was sitting in the dugout, he kind of felt a little bit of tightness, and they said, "Okay, well then you're not going back out for the second. So it wasn't like he threw a pitch and went, "Uh," and got pulled out of the game. He can't just went and sat in a dugout and said he felt some tightness and got really pissed off about it. So hopefully, hopefully this is not a major setback for him and he can get back out there. But um. Even with Wander, you know, it, it's nice to be able to put Taylor Walls in its short and a guy that has a phenomenal glove. I mean, is, is his glove as good as Wander's? His glove is better yeah, than Wander's. You, you think? I mean, I hate oh, saying oh, that. Yeah. No, that's, I don't, that's not a hot but, take or anything. Taylor Walls is an no, elite I, defender. I think, uh, yeah. At, yeah. At three positions. He's an elite defender. So, and, and, and when you're hitting 290, you know, with six home runs, like <laughs> – 
<laughs> it's I hate to say this, but it's not much of a drop off if we have to go with Taylor Walls for a couple days. Which well, is crazy. Well, to say. I think Taylor Walls personally at the moment, and I'm not saying this long term. I'm not giving up on the guy, but at the moment, Taylor Walls, assuming Wander's good to go at short, Taylor Walls needs to be your everyday second baseman going forward. I agree. I, I, I agree. It's come to that point. It's come to that point. I, Brandon Lau, uh, yesterday was back in the three-hole, right? And he was the only guy in that lineup without a hit. The only guy without a hit in that lineup. So his struggles continue. Now, the good thing, he got lift on his ball, I think, three times. And one, he yeah. hit to the warning track. So maybe yeah. he's getting closer. And it was all off-speed, too. It was all off-speed, and he was just probably a tick out in front of a couple of those. Uh, so hopefully he's getting back to being closer uh, that being said, I don't care for the matchup tonight if he's in the lineup against Garrett Cole. I don't think that's a great person to go up against if you're looking to snap out of a funk. But yeah. given the way Taylor Walls has played, and even last night he was big for the Rays as well, I think he needs to be the everyday second baseman at this moment. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And But, they, you know, this organization loves loves Brandon Lau. They love him, and they give him every chance. And you know, when he gets hot, it's it's good to see. But, you know, it, there comes a time where that, that inconsistency is just, you know, it, it just it hurts. Yeah. When you've got too many guys that can hit, yeah. you just – it's not a luxury that we can afford to keep putting him back in there when we got guys sitting on the bench that are hitting 300. Yeah, so, I, I think there's other guys that don't play as much as Brandon Lau typically, like Josh Lowe being one of those examples – who I, he I, needs more at-bats. He needs more at-bats, and especially on the road. This guy has to play every road game. His OPS, yeah. I don't know if you saw, is over 1,200. He's like the second-best hitter in the league on the road this season. Yeah. So I, I'd pencil him in, or sharp him we, in, rather, every time. And we time know certain people just don't hit well in the trop, right? Willie Adamas, there's a lot. And, and, you know, maybe Josh is one of those guys. I mean, coming up last year, maybe that was one of the big problems because – you know, some guys, I don't know if it's a vision thing, it's a background thing, the lights aren't the best in that dome, and some guys just can't pick up the ball, and clearly he's he's got a major disparity on the road. So, yes, he does need to be playing it on the road. Imagine, you know, what that kid could be like if he was well, playing. Well, he's with, not, and he's not, like, horrible at home. I, I had his right. number. He's 255 batting average at home, 800 OPS, two home runs, nine RBIs. Uh, but on the road, and it's the same amount of games that he's played, he's six home runs, 16 RBIs. Hitting three seventy three on the road, so yeah. there's a pretty gap. big disparity. There's a, there's a disparity there, but even his home numbers, I wouldn't. They're not horrible, right? They're probably just you know average to above average. Which you balance that out, you get what you have with Josh Lowe. And I'd argue right now, and we still got some time to go, but Josh Lowe is playing himself into the All Star conversation. I think now, I mean, and I think a lot of the Rays are like at this moment. I think Wander Franco. I mean. Depending on how popular he's become around the league, maybe he gets the fan vote at shortstop. I don't think that would surprise me. He seems like he's taken no. off a bit with popularity. Yeah, Randy, absolutely. Randy for sure, right? Might be one of those popularity votes. And then Yandy, I think, has, Yandy's been one of the best players in all of baseball this year, all around. And then you throw Josh Lowe. I think you've got four guys in that lineup that are deserving of all-star nods at this point. No, no question about it. And I, I don't know. I'm not listening to uh, Carton and uh, Roberts today, but I'll, I'll be interested to see what they say about the. Uh, so do the Rays cheat on the road too? Is that, is that just at home? I think that yeah, that's just at home. Just at they home. tapped into the pitch, the, the, the pitch system. They think that's, that's where they're getting the pitches. Yeah. Just, um, just at home. Yeah. Just at home. Just at, just at home. Okay. Everything helps on the know. road. It's just, it's pure luck. It's pure luck. 
By the way, if you're going to um, respond to them, I mean, I thought we had a pretty good response on Monday. If you missed it, was it Monday? Um, whenever it was. Tuesday. I thought we had a pretty good response. It was fun. We had some fun with it. Although, and I did have a request to respond to Carton again uh, with uh, Vinny Bombats from the Bronx Pizzeria uh, about last night's game. So I may have to cook something up here. But in the meantime, uh, let's listen to – you want to do the Josh Lowe home run because that was a bomb. That was a bomb. Give me a Josh Lowe home run. Here's a shot back into right center field. Pretty well tagged. And that baby's going to be off. Oh. Wrong highlight there. A lot of highlights here from last night. Let me get to Josh here. Here we go. And now it's just constant pressure. There's a high shot back into deep right center field. That baby is going to go over the bullpen, up into the stands. What a blast off the bat of Josh Lowe, his eighth home run of the year. What did we get for uh, numbers on that one, Nikki? Numbers? We got 435 distance, and we got 109 off the bat, which is amazing because if you look at that swing, it was so easy. There wasn't some violent swing to that. And as Dwayne pointed out there, to get it over the bullpen out in right center field, the Yankee Stadium, that's really tough to do. You have to really connect with that. But uh, when when you're Josh Lowe... I mean, that's the thing that so it sticks out about him. His swings, they're not violent. They're just easy swings. And he has enough power there to get just, if he gets the barrel on the ball, it goes. I mean, this is a, oh, I almost feel stupid. I feel so stupid for the entire offseason of doubting this organization's decision to put so much faith into this guy. I'm sure you feel the same. It just, it sucks. Like, I'm, I'm enjoying it so much, but I hate that I was so wrong. I, already, I remember I had one take right before the season began, and this take is awful now. It's awful, but I'm going to say it because I got no shame. I got no shame. <laughs> I remember what I said. I said What'd that I said that Jonathan Aranda was going to be this year what the Rays think Josh Lowe will be. And at the moment, I don't even see a path for Jonathan Aranda to even touch or sniff this major league club right now, whereas Josh Lowe is playing at an all-star level. So I got it wrong. I got it. It wrong. happens. It happens. when you. You know what? When you have opinions – you're going to be wrong, um, but having opinions and backing them up is the way you go in this in this business. Try to do it entertainingly. Don't read a script. Don't put out a video where you're reading a script. It looks stupid. It looks really, really stupid. I'm not and sure what you're talking about, to be honest. <laughs> and don't try to flex by saying, I'll come up there and stay at my parents' house. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter uh, if you don't know where, well, we'll, we'll talk. Uh, our old uh, colleague Jay Retcher. I, I hate not. I hate saying things about people, not mentioning their name. It's such a cowardly way to do it. But you know, he put himself out there. Put himself out there. Put a put a, a big video out there, and just didn't realize that sports radio in other markets is just a little bit different. And he's going not going to be well received in other markets. <laughs> but please, folks, don't think that that's the best that we have to offer here in sports radio. It's not. Um, we've got better shows, uh, even over there, we've got, we've got better shows and I, there are a lot of folks over there that I love a lot of folks. I love some, not so much. Um, but when you put yourself out there like that, like we did, like we do on a daily basis, you're going to put yourself up for criticism. I liked our response better. I thought it was a little bit more creative. I thought we got the same information out there it was way more creative. Actually, it was a lot more fun. 
And I think we did it with um, uh, a little bit more aplomb than maybe some others. Aplomb. <laughs> and the, the threat on that is just absolutely. But they did have big news last night, too, after the game. That was the other big thing. We teased the big. They had big story last night uh, after the Rays game. And that kind of tended to be a flop as well. So we live and learn. We all we all make mistakes. We live and learn. And in this business, sometimes it's hard. I've been <laughs> trust me. I've, I've been through it. I've been through it. Ninety percent. You USF fans will never let me forget that. And you get ripped, but you put yourself out there, and uh, you find out maybe you're not as good as you thought you were. Well, at least compared to those things, my take was a little bit more able to. I can stomach mine a little bit more because it's such yeah. a minor one. It's such a yeah. minor one. And listen, I love, I love the fact. I truly do. Now, fan first, analyst second is, is the way I look at it. And I enjoy the fact that Josh Lowe has taken off the way that he has. Uh, the tools, I think, were never in question. He's a five-tool player. Yeah. He is a five-tool player all around. I mean, this is an absolute gem. It wouldn't surprise me one bit. If eventually during this season or maybe after the season, the Rays give him one of those really good contracts to like all these young players, yeah. like a six-year, yeah. $100 million or something like that, wouldn't shock me at all. And I would have you no problem. You know who he reminds me of, reminds me of, is Kyle Tucker. I've heard that. I've heard that comparison a lot, Kyle Tucker. They're yeah. both big, strapping athletes, you know, with, with easy power, just easy left-hand power, both really good uh, defensively as well. Very athletic for big guys. What's Kyle's six five? I think. I think and, they're the same uh, thing. Six four, yeah. Yeah, and Josh is six four. And uh, you also notice what Josh has too. He got the high ass. He got the <laughs> high ass. He <laughs> he's got them haunches, and he's just he's at. And when he's striding, do you see when he turned it on uh, coming around second? He start. It takes him like four strides to get from second to third. Uh, that's it why doesn't he- look like he's running fast. Because he's not he's not quick twitch, but those strides are freaking so long. That's he's like secretariat coming around third. That's it's why like he's still five so steps many, and he's home. That's why he's still so many bases. Like that crazy number where he's like sixty of his last sixty two that he's stolen. Yeah, like yeah. you can't throw this guy out. Which sidebar there, you can't really throw many of these Rays guys out. Wander Franco got another stolen base yesterday. He's up to twelve already. I'm I'm starting yeah, to think, are we yeah. gonna have a are, could we have a thirty thirty year with Wander Franco? I, I think he's there? already I think he's already the first the only or one of ten, I think I, I heard that has ten stolen bases and uh how many home runs does he have? Eight? He's got seven. Seven, seven, yeah. So yeah, no, I mean that's a a thirty thirty year for him. Yeah, and I think I I saw think at this... this point right now you'd be disappointed if he didn't get there. Yeah. I mean, he's going to have to turn it up a little bit with the home runs, but I, again, all the other things he provides, I'm not really like, I know we had this conversation, what kind of a guy is he going to be power-wise, and if the Rays want him to be that guy, he needs to be a 20 to 30 home run guy daily, or yearly right. rather, and then give you yeah. all the other things, and he's on pace for that, and also, if you're a believer in war, which a lot of people are, uh, Wander Franco is in tops in Major League Baseball in war this year. Is he really? That does not 4. surprise me one bit. Tops no. in Major League Baseball in war. That, that's how special... Uh, this this guy is, and when he's healthy, and he's only twenty two, he's only twenty two. Yeah, and 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 you listen, and I'm kind of kind of extrapolate something. I was thinking about this yesterday. Look at look at the young players that we have. Okay, Wander Franco. I know he's signed to an extension, um, but we got to pay that extension when he starts getting big, and not trade him. You know, and I've said this for a long time. 
I'm not going to believe the Rays are going to pay him all that money until they actually start paying him that money and don't trade him. The same thing with, with Josh Lowe. Josh Lowe, I mean, look, we, a lot of things can happen. I don't want to pencil him in as a, as a Kyle Tucker type, but I think he is. I think he has all those traits. And you're going to, you know, just like Kyle Tucker is going to get paid, Josh Lowe is going to get paid if he continues on this trajectory with the skills that he has, right? Yeah. So you got to pay Wander big money. You, if you're going to keep these guys, right? You got to pay Josh big money. You got to pay Randy. Well, Randy's a Boris client, so I think you can write him off as being traded. Well, they still have oh. him under team control for right. the next exactly. for his three prime. more years. Yeah. yeah. So that's we don't worry about that. Um, you know, Margot's already under a really team friendly deal. Um, you know, if you're going to pay Tyler, it starts next year at 25 million. Okay. Shane McClanahan is going to get a shy load of money, a shy load of money. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, the, all these young players, you want to keep them. You want to watch them grow, right? If we're going to continue the raise way, we're going to have to say goodbye to all these players. So how do you, con- how do you do it? How do you pay the money? Number one, we're probably going to have to get new ownership. Um, it's because, well, this well, guy, this I'll, guy doesn't I'll push, want to pay. I'll it. push back a little bit. I'll push back a little bit because the Rays have already started. Regardless if you think they're going to be paying it when these contracts get fatter, they've already committed dollars to Wander Franco, Jeffrey Springs, Tyler Glasnow, and I, I mean, I don't consider Margot really the main core. He's just kind of a a piece to the puzzle, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I guess throw him in there if you want. But you know. I looked at this yesterday, too, and I saw these young guys, and they have a chance here. The Rays have never invested in a core all at one time. Exactly. They've never exactly. done it. That was my point. But what they've built here with the guys all around kind of the same age group, like the oldest guys in the room are Yandy Diaz and Christian Bethencourt, and they're 31. Right. They're not right. even old necessarily, right? And they're having their best seasons at those, at those age 31 years. So if you want to invest in this core, I think this is the perfect time to do it based on what we've seen, especially this year. And look at the Atlanta model. I think the Atlanta model is perfect. They have something there in Atlanta. They're going to have their entire lineup together for like the next six to seven years max. And people are talking about they could be a potential dynasty. I think think the Rays, if they invest in this core, could be on the same trajectory as Atlanta. All right, perfect jumping off point there, okay? This is why it is so crucial – to get the stadium in Tampa and not St. Petersburg. Because I'm telling you, the new stadium has to have this. You looked at the Atlanta model, all right? The Braves knew that they couldn't get the big corporate uh, premium seating guys to come to South Atlanta. They were they, That's where they were really struggling because all of the, the, the Braves fan lived in the northern parts. And they, they were lost almost half their attendance in about 10 years People just stopped because of the traffic and coming down there. They, all of their fans live north, so they moved the stadium to where their fans are, right? And they could sell all the premium boxes, and they could sell the battery and everything around it. If you do that in St. Petersburg, you're still going to have the struggles of getting corporate people to buy in because they're the, during Monday through Thursday, they can't give away the tickets. Nobody's going over there during the week. So it doesn't. it's not a good play to, pay, to get the corporate box it's nice for the weekends, but for the most part, you're not going to use it during the week, and it's a tremendous – those things are expensive. 
So to get the corporate support, the big, big money corporate support where everybody's buying suites and buying the premium seating, which is, there's going to be a lot of in the new ballpark. And that's, that's the uh, certain sections where you get the chairbacks, you get the food and all those other things. So there's going to be a lot of, this is what the Braves did. And they have the battery there as well. All of those businesses are going to be more lucrative in an area that's more properly located. And if and the Braves have been able, and they've said this straight out, without the new revenue that they got from the new stadium, they would not have been able to buy these players and keep these players. And if you do it in St. Pete, short term, Stu gets a lot of money, sells the team, but long term, you're strapped with a place where you can't sell these big premium boxes because it's not it's not conducive for people to come over during the week. So this is why your revenue, and this is why Tampa's always been the spot, because your revenues will be so much bigger. You're going to be able to get bigger clients from Orlando area if you're in the Tampa side. And obviously all the Tampa businesses, and most of the businesses are hubbed in downtown Tampa in the West Shore area, and more moving into Midtown as well. This is where all the growth is, right? So that's why it is so crucial. If you want to be able to pay Wander Franco when he gets to the big money and Tyler Glass now and Shane McClanahan and, and Rasmussen and, 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 and Josh Lowe, these young players. If you want to be able to keep that core together, which is what we want as Rays fans, right? Yeah. This is what we want. So it, it, the St. Pete thing is only a good deal for Stu and maybe the mayor. But everybody else, no. If you're a Rays fan, you do not – you can't start saying, well, you know, if they build it in St. Pete, fine, they're not leaving. They're not leaving anyway. They're not going to Orlando, folks. That is, you know, you can write all you want about Orlando. It's not, there's not one person in a, in, with political power in Orlando that is ever, ever, that even thinks about giving a billion dollars to build a baseball stadium. It's not going to happen. And they don't even have an ownership group that's going to have to pay a $2 billion expansion fee. Orlando is a non factor in this. Nashville is getting that team on the East Coast. You book it, it's done. Okay, it's not Orlando, and the Rays are not moving to Orlando. Major League Baseball is not going to leave the 11th largest market to move to the 17th largest market and depend on international fans to fill a $1.7 billion building. It's not going to happen. Downtown Tampa is the spot. That's where it should be. And if you're a Rays baseball fan and you want to keep this core together, it is absolutely mandatory that you say no to St. Pete. I don't want St. Pete because we're not going to be able to compete from a financial standpoint. It's still going to be, the owner's still going to say, well, we don't have the premium boxes. We don't have this. We don't have, we can't compete. We got to sell off our players. Is that what you want? Is that what you want? No. You want the Braves model. You want the Braves model where you double your revenues and you can keep these players. You're not going to double your revenues in St. Pete. You're not. Maybe for the first year or two, but long term, no, you're not. So that's why putting it in downtown Tampa is so much, it's, is crucial from a baseball standpoint, from a resource standpoint. You want to be where you can make the most money. Ownership can make the most money. And hopefully, if it's not Stu, they'll put it back into the team and pay these players. That's why when you say, you know, I'm just happy if they'll stay here. No. You can stay here and, and still be on a, a lower playing field than everybody else. We want to get the payroll up around 100, 130 million. Because then if you use the great analytics and, and, and philosophies that Eric Neander and his team have developed, and then you're able to add that by keeping these young players that you have developed, keeping your core, then you got something. Now you can be competitive each and every year long term 
which I think the like you rightly point out, Nick, the Braves are going to do because they've been able to keep, develop these players and keep them. Yeah, and I, I'll just say this. <clears throat> Regardless of the stadium situation, how that plays a role in here, and I, I do see the uh, how the two kind of play together there, I, I'm I'm putting my faith in this team, and I, maybe I'm going out on a limb here, right? Because there's a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, past stuff you could bring up to tell me that there's no evidence they will. But I'm going to put my faith into this, that they have figured out this is the core they want to roll with for the future. This is the team they want to invest in and give out money to, and this is the team they want to roll with because I think they see it. And I think this start that they have right now, the first team to 30 wins, 30-9, and beating up on the Yankees who have a $300 million payroll, all these things, I think this team has woken up. We've already seen what they've done, the efforts to get people into the stadium, which has been a success this year. I think they have finally woken up to the fact that this is this is the group to roll with. This is the group to do it. So I think regardless of what happens, I'm going to put my faith out there a little bit and say they're going to get this done. This, this is going to be the core for the future, and I think that's a lot to be excited about. But that's just me going on a limb. I'm going on a limb there. Oh, you silly boy. You silly, silly boy. I knew that's what you, you were going to say. Well, listen, me, until we get be, some actual allow evidence me, allow me that they're going to gonna a, do it. Allow me then, to be a dreamer, if you will. Thank you. Let me, allow go me to Orlando, be, then. <laughs> allow me to be a dreamer. With, with Pedro Pantalones. No, but I, I truly uh, – but I want, I'm, just, I'm not just saying that. I truly believe that this is the core they have identified they want to roll with and they want to invest in into the future. I truly believe that. Oh, I, well, I, I believe that's what they should do. And their plan should be to build a ballpark in downtown Tampa so they can do everything that the Braves and listen, have done. If they and carry, don't do it. That's what they should do. But what they're what they're planning on doing, what they want to do is is get the quick money and and just screw St. Pete and get their public money, sell the team, and leave leave us with a, a poorly located stadium uh, that nobody's gonna go to and, and and a team that's strapped with debt that won't be able to to win the way that the Rays have won. That's what you're gonna get if we leave it to, to Stu. Um, who, <laughs> Richie P, maybe we can get Pedro Pantalones, the future Orlando Dreamers mascot, to drive down over to Tampa if we build over by channel side at Ebor. <laughs> is that a thing? Who is Pedro? Is that, who's Pedro Pantalones? Did he just make that up or did somebody else did, or did somebody else have that? Pedro Pantalones. Pedro Pantalones? <laughs> I like it. It's funny. All right, quick break. Uh, we're going to come back. Uh, I think Scotty Fitz is going to join us with, with uh, some speaking of stadiums. Uh, and we'll give you a little update on the mortgage and real estate business as well. We're going to get some Dave Canales in as well. Uh, talk some more Buccaneers as their rookie mini camp starts today. And uh, we'll touch on the playoffs as well. Quick break here. We're brought to you by the Golden Diamond Source, Italiano Insurance, and American Mortgage Services. Stay with us. Law Group, have you been injured in an accident, in an auto accident, truck accident, motorcycle accident, at work or at a place of business? Well, call the Jeeves Law Group and get the personal attention that you deserve. I made the mistake many, many years ago with going with one of the bigger law firms, the national law firms, and let me tell you, getting a call back from those folks was next to impossible. Weeks and weeks would go by, never get a call back. That doesn't happen with the Jeeves Law Group. Personal attention is what they're all about. 
When you call the Jeeves Law Group, you will be part of the family. They will represent you in a vigorous and aggressive way against the insurance companies. These larger companies will promise bigger settlements, but it's the Jeeves Law Group that will get you the best results. If you're tired of dealing with these bigger law firms, check out the Jeeves Law Group. Go to JeevesLawGroup.com, tell them JP sent you, get a free consultation. It's the Jeeves Law Group. Scott Jeeves has been representing clients in the Tampa Bay area for over 25 years. Give them a call. It's a free call. 727-894-2929. 727-894-2929. Or go to JeevesLawGroup.com. Ladies and gentlemen, are you looking to lose weight or just lean up for bathing suit season where there are so many diets and chiropractors and weight loss clinics out there? You don't know where to start, right? We'll start at Bay Area Modern Medical Center. Chris Lugo, PA, and his professional staff will devise a personal plan for you that gets results and will help you keep the weight off. Everybody metabolizes food and supplements differently. Many of these other approaches are designed for the masses. So how's that going to work for you specifically? It's not. Chris will spend one-on-one time with you to find out what works best for you so the weight comes off safely without the use of harmful drugs and side effects. Call 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Insurance coverage can be confusing and expensive. I mean, where do you start? Which companies can you count on to pay out fast and fair? Well, call the great folks at Italiano Insurance. It's a family-owned business. Jeff and Nat Italiano are carrying on the 60-year-plus tradition of giving amazing customer service and giving back to the community through their annual backpack drive for needy students and their support of the local pediatric cancer patients. But it's the customer service that sets them apart. They can shop all your insurance needs and save you big-time money. Don't hop on the Internet and waste time looking at some bogus reviews. Talk to knowledgeable agents and not some voice-generated robot. These are confusing times for homeowners, and Italiano's team of experienced professionals can provide the right coverage for every situation, home, auto, business, life. It's Italiano for all the pieces of your life. Call 813-877-7799 or go to italianoinsurance.com. During COVID, over 1.7 million people were added to the Florida Medicaid rolls, but as of April 1st, 2023, most of these people may not be eligible for the Medicaid coverage and will lose their health plan. If you have been notified you are losing your coverage, don't freak out. It's very likely you can apply for a federal subsidy under the Affordable Care Act. Just call 877-652-0244. Our representatives will walk you through the whole process, get some basic information on your income, number of kids, and then they'll find a plan that best fits your needs. In fact, with the new laws, 90% of Americans qualify for reduced or free health care. You can select great plans like Florida Blue, that's my carrier, love them, paying $800 left after making the call. 877-652-0244. Our highly trained professionals know all the intricacies of the new laws. They will do all the work. You save tons of money. So if you're being dropped from Medicaid, fear not. Call 877-652-0244. Get real health insurance, free doctor visits, free blood work, no deductibles. 877-652-0244. Pure, pure sports. JP is back on. Welcome back. Fan Stream Sports. All right, welcome back to the J.P. Peterson Show, brought to you by the great folks at the Golden Diamond Source. By the way, congratulations to Julie and Steve Weintraub, who were at the White House yesterday. 
not sure that was fun. As they got the Mort Harris Small Business Award, um, and they picked that up in Washington, D.C. at the White House. What a prestigious award for one of the great small businesses in America, the Golden Diamond Source. So a great uh, congratulations to Julie and Steve Weintraub. And, of course, Mother's Day is coming up. If you have not purchased anything for your mama, you better get on it and get over to the Golden Diamond Source and find her something shiny. And if uh, if you're married, yo mama gets something and your wife gets something too. So don't screw that up. Well, thanks uh, for that, the thanks for the advice there. Well, you don't have to give Casey anything. She's not a mom I know, yet. That, feels, that felt weird. By the way, also too, if you're getting a gift for your mom, I'm just pointing this out because I was in Walgreens yesterday. Who gets their mom a stuffed bear for Mother's Day? Yeah, that's weird. I've never. Th- Why are you getting your mom a stuffed bear? That's weird. Yeah, I would not. No. That's incredibly weird. That's a hard no. Your 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 mother should not want a stuffed animal anymore. Like, but what, it's a world war. If I gave that living. to my mom, I'm sure she would probably say thanks. And then in about 30 minutes, it'd become the dog's new toy, probably. See, Roxy was so easy to shop for. Like a handle, a skull, two cartons of Marlboros. She's good to go. I mean, it was easy. And if I got her anything different. Uh, there was help. You, you mean to tell me, Roxy? What are you talking about? You giving me? You giving me a gold chain that you fished out of the the filter over there at the water park? No, go get me some vodka and cigarettes now. Hold go, on, Roxy, go see the Indians. Roxy was putting skull. Was was on skull? Not skull vodka. Not skull. No, I know the tobacco. Chewing. Oh yeah, the chewing no, tobacco. She, no, she was skull vodka. Skull the, vodka. The, okay, I don't even know what that yeah. is. It's really bad vodka. It's really cheap bad vodka that they only buy in the fraternity houses. Okay. She would, the old rocks would take it and fill up the uh, the absolute or stoli bottle with the with the skull. Nobody knew the difference, except it just burned all the way down. Like <laughs> that's like the Kirk the Kirkland vodka. Have you ever had that yes. before? No, I'm not. Oh my gosh! Every time I go to one of these events, like with Casey's friends, they they think it's cool to get. <laughs> This thing, this huge thing of Kirkland vodka, clear absolute vodka. Now Kirkland's wor- not a worst, bad brand. The worst I have ever had in my life. The vodka's not good. The vodka is awful, awful. Yeah, the vodka. You can always tell good vodka by the way it goes down, and then the bite to it. Like good vodka is smooth. Yeah, it's like it just it doesn't burn going down. It it just got it's got it's got a, you know it has and it has a like a. Um, if it's good vodka, it has kind of a pasta, a good pasta taste to it. At least that's my, I mean, that's a very rudimentary way of, of saying it. Other people will talk about the, you know, the, the notes, uh, in the, in the vodka, whatever. Cares. So that to me is, and then of course the ultimate test is the hangover. Like for me, um, you know, uh, this, this good boy vodka, by the way, I think I need to get some of that out and show it to you. The good boy vodka, it's a new vodka coming out of the market. Uh, I've been drinking a little bit of that, and my God, is it smooth. It is so good going down and so smooth. And they got these John Daly's. Um, it's iced tea and vodka, and they're already pre-mixed. Um, it's called Good Boy, and then John, da- John Daly's coming out. He's one of the investors. Phenomenal. It is so good. Ashley loves them, and she doesn't like drinking the seltzers. But the tea, it's not – it's tea more than seltzer. You know, it's not it, – some of those seltzers are so bubbly – and the mass-produced ones again, you know, have all the preservatives and stuff in it. So they, they I, I do not, they, they don't work for me. But the good boy ones are more, you know, single batch, uh, much, much better vodka. And there's like no hangover, zero, zero freaking hangover. That's the test of a good vodka. Is the next day, how are you feeling? How does your, 
How's your gut feel today? And this good boy vodka, I will tell you, it is absolutely fantastic. Um, all right, can, let's get to some of the Dave Canales stuff from uh, a couple days ago because I think it's, it was such good stuff. I wanted to break down some of it. Um, let's do number nine, where they stand with the playbook. Uh, number uh, number eight, number eight, if you have that ready for me, my friend. Dave Canales, new offensive. So we're really far away from the variations of the different plays. And what we try to focus on is we're, we're going through our second iteration of the core. So our core runs, core protections, core pass concepts, um, they've gotten like the simplest, most vanilla formation possible um, with just some of the things I know we're going to call. And that's, that's the thing that as a coaching staff we talked about was, all right, before I introduce all these concepts to you, let me prove it to you that they worked. And so I was going through it, and some things that we considered our babies in Seattle, we called it twice in three years. So I couldn't really justify some of those. Um, but yeah, we're, we're pretty far away from you know having the full complement. But uh, again, the whole thought process coming into this offseason, I just have to keep reminding myself, don't rush it. Don't rush anything. And like the litmus test is really the offensive line. And I've gotten really good feedback from the guys where they're saying they don't feel overtaxed right now. Um, they feel like they have a good command of what we're doing. So that's kind of where we're at right now. And man, man, I love this approach that he's taken here because, you know, I always go back to John Gruden. Nobody knows more about offensive football, has more knowledge uh, than John Gruden. And John would expect everybody in his offense, he had very high standards, and everybody to know the checks, to know everything that he knew, the philosophies of every single play. It, there was so much verbiage in the offense. The playbook was ridiculously thick. And more is not always better. More, And you, if you can't communicate to your players and they can't grasp the amount and the volume that you're handing them, that knowledge is useless. useless. In fact, it's counterproductive. It's counterproductive. You got to, as a coach, know what guys can handle because execution is the key. You know, if, if guys are thinking too much, they're not reacting and they're not playing as fast as they can play. So volume is not always better. You want to have variations, but you don't too much volume. It gets counterproductive at some point. So I, I you know, again, he, he hasn't called one play, but I, he certainly wins the press conference for me every every day. Let's do number not uh, number ten on what he's seen so far from Baker and Trask. So from Baker, um, what's cool about him is he's got a ton of game experience. So there's a lot of conversations happening about things that he did or saw or did this in games. With Kyle, what's cool is you do see, like, you know, just talking about being around Tom for two years, you see his tempo and control and his drop mimicking a guy that was the greatest of all time. And it's like, okay, he's got a great starting point. You know, if you were going to play behind somebody, like who better than in that frame, that six foot five frame, you know? And um, so I really, and then honestly, like the guys are both plenty smart enough to handle any of our alerts or our checks, getting us to the right types of plays. So I've saw, I've seen that. And then I also see two guys where I walk into the room in the mornings they're already in there. They're talking. They got their books out. They're watching a game. So they're already cohesive in that nature. Um, you know, just they just kind of are, are doing really well together. You know, we just signed John Walford, too, um, which is a huge get 
for me because he walks in. He's the smartest guy in the room day one. He's just he's really dialed in, um, excited about the opportunity. Just moved to Miami, so he's like couldn't be a better situation for he and his wife. Um, and so I'm excited for him to bring that value. He's played games, you know, and and he really knows our system. There's a lot of good carryover from what they did at the Rams to what we were doing the last two years in Seattle. So it's a great room. Man, love it. That's another um, instance where you can see how detailed he is with each and every player and what he notices, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong. Mm. Very complimentary, obviously, on what they're doing right. And um, I, I just love the feel of, of and hearing what they're saying about Trask. And if you've seen some of the video, boy, Trask looks super lean, super athletic, uh, I shouldn't say super athletic for him. Um, and I, again, I think we've, we've kind of poo-pooed his athleticism. and I'm not sure that's fair. Um, the kid looks like he's moving around great. Uh, ball release, you know, this is all underwear football, so it is what it is. But if you haven't seen Trask in a long time, it's kind of good to see that that level of it. And I, I was, in talking to Jason Light yesterday, you know, he, he couldn't say enough good things about uh, both those guys and is really, really pleased with where they went with their quarterback room and where it's at right now. Um you know, obviously, and he, and he said, you know, we, we certainly can consider Derek Carr. We looked at it, but, you know, just from, from a financial standpoint, we didn't think making that type of um, commitment at this point, boy, it really would have locked them into doing a lot of uh, – not being able to do a lot of things with other players. And that's key. And, you know, it would be great to have – would Derek Carr be a better player week one than Baker Mayfield? Uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah, of course he would. Kyle Trask, absolutely. Uh, is that best, though, for the future of this team? That's the question. And I think they feel like that with the flexibility they have with Baker's contract, if he, you know, if he hits, they're not going to let him out of here. Don't worry about that. If Baker hits like Geno Smith, he's not going anywhere. He's young. He's talented. And we'll see where it goes. If he doesn't, you just cut him, say goodbye, and go to the next option. Yeah. So, Canales, by the way, he gave it away there. This is going to be an offense that's almost replicated what we see in Los Angeles. Oh. And that has to be a godsend to hear. Yeah, especially for Chris Godwin, who's playing Cooper Cup. Oh. That's, <laughs> might have 130 right. receptions next year. Who knows? I know. All right, last one, number 11 on his thoughts on the 2023 draft hall. There's Dave Canales, new offensive coordinator. So Cody Mock, one of my favorite players in the draft, um, just his tenacity in the run game, his athleticism, um, he truly could play all five spots on the offensive line. He's got that kind of talent. He lacks a little bit of that, milk. you know, huge size element that you really want for some of the positions, but he's so versatile. Uh, he's a fantastic player. Uh, Payne Durham, guy we really loved uh, through the process, huge frame, great catch radius, most tight ends in the NFL are covered, okay, except for Kelsey, Kittle, Raiders guy. What's his name? Waller. A couple of those guys who really can run away and separate. Everybody else is going to be covered. It's the guys who have those subtle things at the top. He's got that. So we're really excited about that. Um, and then uh, Trey Palmer, fantastic get for us in our system. We would target guys like Trey, big, strong, and fast. He'll contribute on teams. He'll stretch the field. He'll play behind one of two studs, and he's going to learn from them. Um, we just love getting our hands on that that physical type of prospect. Um, and the same with uh, Rakim Jarrett, um, just big, physical. 
Um, you know, really intelligent, really excited to see what he does. Um, also, who am I missing? Uh, Sean Tucker uh, from Syracuse, fantastic runner. Reminds me of Thomas Rawls, who we got in the seventh round in Seattle, played great for us for a while, um, but has that physical run style that we loved, um, that we're going to love here. He's going to bring a little punch and attitude, too, to what we do. Um, see, who else am I missing here? Any other undrafted guys? What about Kate Warner? Dad. Oh, yeah, fantastic, right? So, I mean, who's caught more balls than him? So, Dad's a former quarterback, um, and uh, we're, ex we're excited to, uh, to get him in here and, and let him compete, you know, with the rest of the group. So, there's a little taste of uh, some of the other players and what they'll be looking for. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, finish up with our man, Scotty Fitzgerald, who's got a great stadium story for you. You don't want to miss this. And we'll uh, give you an update on the latest in the real estate market. Quick break, and then we'll finish it up on this Friday. Guys, are you experiencing those feelings of getting older, lower sex drive, fatigue, hot flashes, moodiness, or you just don't feel like you had the vitality you once had? It's a chronic problem here in the United States. You're not just getting old. It's likely low testosterone. Studies over the last 20 years show a shocking decline in younger males aged 16 to 39. Older men have seen a sharp decline as well. So do something about it. Go see my friend Christopher Lugo at Bay Area Modern Medicine. Look, testosterone replacement is not a frivolous treatment. It takes a professional targeted approach that focuses on total body wellness, vitality, and emotional stability, not a one-size-fits-all approach like many clinics use. They will monitor your blood work and adjust your treatment as needed for optimal results. Folks, I've been on testosterone therapy for over six years, and it is a life changer. You will feel and look better than you did 10 years ago. Give them a call at 844-977-3477 or go to BAMMC.com. Tell them JP sent you for priority scheduling. That's 844-977-3477 or BAMMC.com. Ladies and gentlemen, let's rock. This is FanStream Sports with JP. Good playoff action going on, and we're still digesting the Bucks schedule and, and Bucks minicamp. So we'll have uh, lots of good stories for you on Monday as far as rookies uh, minicamp goes. Uh, all right, our good friend Scott, the mortgage guy, Fitzy, the mortgage guy from American Mortgage Services, jumping on the line with us on this Friday before he goes over to Hooters and smashes some wings because FSU beat Florida. Somebody's got to pay up a bet. What's up, partner? How are you? Hey, how you doing, JP? Yeah, who now who was it that lost that bet that stuff? Foot in the bill for what, what unlucky Gator was this that has to pay off today? Well, I want to give him a little plug, too. It's Peter Bennett. Pete's been a longtime developer and builder in yeah. the South Tampa area. And uh, diehard Gator, we've been friends since I moved to Tampa, so we've been hanging out a long time. But we've had an ongoing bet with the Florida-Florida State game. The loser buys the uh, Hooters for the whole group. <laughs> so we've been doing this for a long time, and obviously the Gators lost last year, so Pete is yes, honing are. up at 12.30. But I do want to give Pete a plug. He, um, you know, he's bought a lot of properties and developed a lot of properties in South Tampa. He got me started back in the early to mid-'90s uh, re redoing houses in Hyde Park and stuff. There and, you go. Uh, Pete and his wife, they bought a um, – it's really cool. It's on HTTV tonight at 9 o'clock. It's the 100-day home build. The local couple that um cool 
that do the, that do the build stuff, but it's uh, it, it's pretty cool. It's a hotel they bought. It's like a twelve unit hotel in Indian Rocks. They bought it in two thousand sixteen. Bought it for a really good price, and it's kind of outdated. It's an old nineteen sixties mom and pop oh, yeah. hotel yeah. that's right on the beach. And they hired this couple that um, actually they live out in Riverview that have this TV show called The 100 Day Build. They built brand new homes in literally a 90 day period. And they brought them in and the show is on at nine o'clock tonight. So set your DVRs if you can't watch it live. It's this Friday and next Friday. And basically cool. they go into this old hotel, gut it and pretty much redo it. And it's already on the market now um, for Airbnb and vacation rentals, which is really cool. That's so I just awesome. want to plug Pete's, Pete's thing on tonight. It should be pretty cool. I love that show. HGTV tonight. HGTV tonight, nine o'clock. Check it out. The Pete nine o'clock. Yeah. yeah. hundred day right, home cool. build beachfront build. Peter Beck. All right. So we were talking the other day about old stadiums and you know, like, you know, why you and I grew up with the orange bowl, just a yeah. shithole, just a oh. shithole, but you know, they had magic to them. You know, Notre Dame stadium is another one. Don't quite have the, the modern amenities. So I kind of told the cliff nose version of what happened to you. And I said, why don't I just let, Fitzy, come on and just tell the whole story and regale the folks. So go right ahead. The floor is yours. The dirty floor well, is yours. I was with uh, Dr. Haim, actually. Um, it wasn't 93, though. That was the game of century. I was actually there. That's a whole other story. I could, I could right. keep you on for hours. You, you've heard most of those stories from, yes. from that game. Um, but this was 2003 when Ty Willingham was the coach and Florida State beat Notre Dame 37 to nothing. Yep. And it was a weekend where it was, it was Halloween – we were in Chicago, and um, yeah, this was in 2003. So we toured up that night and stayed a lot up, of red meat up, and vo- you know, a vodka tour. and bourbon, and yeah, yeah, yeah. We just tore up Chicago, and then we all uh, piled in a car and drove to South Bend on Saturday. We just completely hung over and not feeling too good. We did a little tailgate and stuff, and I think it was like a later evening game, maybe like a you know 4:30 game, right? And uh, so I don't know if it was just all the liquor, all the food. Um, usually I'm pretty controllable with, you know, having to, to do a deuce um, yeah. out in public. But uh, unfortunately, I'm, I'm with Dr. Heim, and there's a line of about 100 guys in Notre Dame Stadium. I guess it's it's the bathroom's kind of like an old prison. Yeah. Never been to prison, but I can just imagine you've got all the stalls, and literally there's two or three actual toilets. There's no right. stall there. They're out in the open, so there's literally a hundred no dividers. Guys you, no dividers. Yeah. Just open, open toilets. Yeah. If you got to take a deuce. So <laughs> I literally, in front of a hundred guys, I had to raise my hands, apologize to everybody that I guess this is an emergency. I need to sit down. So <laughs> God bless. And I literally, with no cover, just sat there and uh, and took a deuce at Notre Dame Stadium. So. Uh, not, not proud of it, but when nature the, the calls. <laughs> Heretofore known as the dump of shame. That is now yeah, known as the dump yeah. of shame. Yeah. <laughs> the have? dump of shame, Notre Dame Stadium. <laughs> well, so. and I told this story. You know, there's no dividers at the urinals and the outfield at uh, at the Rays Stadium, the Tropicana Field. So I had one dude who you knew, you know, who's well known uh, drunk, and he pulled up next to me at the stall, and I said, "Hey, what's up?" And he turns to me with his, you know, junk in hand, and just sprays me. <laughs> Because there's no divider. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, you drunk? So you, yeah. you either have the sprayer or you got the meat gazer. You know, you got to be careful <laughs> with that. Both of those those type people kind of. And that's why you need privacy. That's why you need to have those. This dividers. is why you need that's modern enough. amenities in a stadium, people. We do not want Absolutely. this happening. 
Come on. Absolutely. All right, listen, we got two minutes left. Give me a quick update on the market. What's going on with mortgages? If somebody needs to buy a home, what's happening? I would say if you plan on buying in the next year, uh, give me a call soon. You want to be prepared and have all your ducks in a row. Ask all the questions. Hey, will this prevent me from getting financing if I switch jobs or you know, if I plan on selling the house? The good news is um, it looks like inflation is finally um, – looks like they finally – figured out how to, how to uh, tame inflation. So we're going to start seeing interest rates start going back down again, which is a really okay. good sign. Um, now, when that happens, it's going to be a lot of things. We're going to be doing a lot of – a lot of people are going to be refinancing uh, to pay off all the debt they've, they've occurred with credit cards and paying off the, the renovation loans and all that kind of stuff out there. But also, too, when rates go down, a lot more people are going to put their houses on the market. So it's going to be – there's going to be a lot of – you know, they don't increase in inventory, and that's the big thing right now is there's not a lot of houses in inventory that's on the market. So that's why we're kind of in a stag- stagnant stage right now 